I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. <laughs> Oh, right. Where was I? Coding? I don't get it. But I'm going to show you my last little magic tool, the Power Platform. It's low-code, no-code, you see? With this, I can create my apps all by myself. Like this chat box that automatically responds to children who complain about their gifts, even though I know they've been naughty. This doesn't make sense. It does to me, Mom. You're a smart kid. Why do you want to do this? I love it. You know that. Okay, but why this way? Because I want to take on the world's toughest hackers. And this is where it's done. So, what do you think? Did you guys get my email? I got your email, but what is what is this? You guys need to make a crypto wallet because I have a gift to bestow upon you. I'm not making a crypto wallet. Why not? I didn't get an email from you actually. To your we do crime email? Yeah, I, didn't get one. I actually own Coinbase stock. I bought it when it was like three hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, I think it's at thirty six right Oops. now. It's trading at thirty six. Oops. <laughs> I mean, it was only ten dollars worth of it, but this new development in the crypto space has really restored the faith that I haven't had in it since I first heard of it and was like, anything with computers is cool. Oh, this new development though? I'm back on it. I'm back on it now. Like, I think this is going to save it. This development oh, yeah. right here? I I'm feeling, I'm feeling it. Oh, okay. Okay. Hello everyone. This is Donald Trump. Hopefully your favorite president of all time. Amen. Better than Lincoln. <laughs> Hopefully. Better than Washington <laughs> with an important announcement to make. What do you got? I'm doing my first official Donald J. Trump NFT collection right here and right Did now. Did you guys get it? They're called get them yet Trump Digital Trading Cards. These cards feature some of the really incredible artwork pertaining to my life <laughs> and my career. It's been like when he was an astronaut. You can collect your Trump Digital Cards just like a baseball card or other. <laughs> this is the first time I'm actually Here's watching it. Here's one of the really? best parts. Yeah. Each I watched it 15 card comes times. with an automatic chance to win amazing prizes like dinner with me. I don't know if that's an amazing prize. <laughs> But it's what but it's we, what we have. Or golf with you and a group of it's your what friends. It's what we have. One of my beautiful golf courses. And they are, and beautiful. They are beautiful. I'm also doing Zoom calls, a one-on-one -on -one meeting. It's got to be Zoom. Autographing memorabilia, memorabilia and so much, and so much more. more. We're doing a lot. My official Trump digital trading cards are ninety nine dollars, well, which, which doesn't, doesn't sound, sound like, like very, very much, much for what, for you're, what getting. you're getting. <laughs> Buy one and you will join a very exclusive community. My community. Uh -huh. My community. And I think it's something you're, you're going, going to like, like and you're going, you're going to like it, like it a lot. lot. They also make perfect gifts. So you can buy them with your credit card or crypto. All you need is an email address. <laughs> Go to collect. I wonder how many takes this was. Com and buy your Trump digital trading cards right now before they are all gone. And they will, and they be, will gone. be gone. <laughs> this is my first official Jesus Trump Christ. trading card NFT collection nft and you get a chance to meet me go to collect trump cards <laughs> oh that's the best right now and remember christmas, christmas is, is coming. coming and this makes a great christmas do gift. not come do you know what the no best part about this is all of these images hey, are stolen what every one of these images are stolen thank you sir that's so randy i appreciate the editorializing because that's absolutely correct <laughs> No, like I said, this is something that right, we... Quiet down, quiet down, quiet down, quiet down. Sorry. This is something that uh, 
we in the, the crypto sphere, of which I am the president of the crypto sphere, have been waiting for for a long time, a project to really come along and redeem our faith in it. And if you did not get my email, please refresh. I did not. I asked both of you to make a crypto wallet as I did today. I made my first NFT capable crypto wallet and I went to collecttrumpcards.com and I purchased three Trump cards. And I would like to bestow to you. That's not a joke. I would like to bestow (laughs) upon each of you this incredible collectible, much like a baseball card or any other collectible as a, as a token of my appreciation for all the the hard work that that you guys have done. Yeah. Sadly, uh, I didn't get your email. Well, you don't have you can you can make a crypto wallet still and you can get your hands he's so deflated you can get your hands on one of i've got three options for you actually two options you can fight over two of them because there's the one that there's one that i'm absolutely keeping i've got let's see there's one with him in aviators i'm told the aviators are a rare accessory uh he's got (laughs) he's in a blue background he's given the little finger gun uh there's one with him on a red carpet and and a cowboy hat so that one, I was kind of thinking that one would go more to Carl. Mm-hmm. Why? Makes sense. I don't know. It's just a vibe thing. But the cowboy hat's going to it's me? It's a vibe, yeah. The cowboy hat ones, yeah. That's going to you okay. once you make your goddamn NFT crypto wallet and you get with the fucking program. Oh, I got your email. <laughs> and I'm keeping the one where he's standing on top of the earth. He's got this, like the Superman, the generic Superman outfit underneath his suit and he's pulling it open. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one's That's for like me. The, the, the lead one, right? And then he does the, uh, um, the Homelander laser eyes yeah, he's the home i got the homelander one that one's for me yeah they're mm-hmm. all different and i will say having never actually engaged with the nft space I, we've always been making fun of it i've always been making fun of it but like i said this has really brought me around to it and uh, i always can i always assumed that it would be a dog shit experience to actually buy one of these and now that i've gone through it uh, i can confirm those assumptions it was <laughs> it, it sucks is a dog shit experience yeah the whole thing is from start to finish it's nerve-wracking because if you click the wrong button somebody just will own that that's not you anymore oh, there is nice. no obviously it's, de- it's decentralized so there's no recourse if it goes to the wrong place and the authentication system is horribly bad it won't keep me logged in for more than 12 seconds if i try to use the browser navigation it immediately invalidates my token it just it's just not it's not good but i've i've gone through the struggle and my reward is three one hundred dollar jpegs i thought they were 99 dollars. that's right and actually they're not anymore because this this is the other fun thing about this is that as soon as you purchase these cards they depreciate in value by about 35 (laughs) percent do you think the (laughs) particular experience that you had that the poor experience that you had is um uh, a direct result of who created this or do you think that's just in no i general? think that that's indicative of the entire uh, okay. landscape that's for fair that's fair cryptocurrency i think the, the you you see how many people get hacked and the, all their all their apes are gone no you're you're right you're right that you do hear about it often it's uh it's not good and i'm just so like i'm going through there and i'm like working with it and i'm like this is like weird and confusing and it's giving me anxiety like trying to actually go through the process of getting an NFT and understanding where it is and how to move it around. The main market for this, if we know anything about the user persona that this guy targets, are old people. Like the idea that your your grandmother is going to go through the same process and get out of it unscathed is insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does have younger constituents as well, if you could yeah, call well, them. Yeah, well, I'm 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 probably one of the bigger customers <laughs> now. <laughs> 
Yeah, I oh, love it. And you actually, um, I you, you get to see immediately after you purchase them your entries and whether or not you won anything. And I, I didn't win anything. Who do you think talked him into this? Like this, I mean, he's he's an idiot. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, he's usually has his fingers somewhat on the pulse of like the economics of things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, looking at the, the, the graphs of NFTs in the last year, I mean, it didn't tip them off at anything. I mean, have they lost almost 100% of their value? Yeah, but it doesn't matter because they're minting them. The resale value is completely irrelevant to them as long as they're yeah, the ones that's that, true. Are, okay, yeah, yeah, that are selling it. it. And you can actually see on the main NFT marketplace, OpenSea, you can actually see in real time how these things are moving around in this little mini economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see if I can glean any insights. Is it the is it the next board ape right now? So there's 35,000 items. Let's see. What's the what's the market cap of these bad boys? And it's taking forever to load because again, everything in this space is dog shit. Uh <laughs> and just this this is the future. It's on the blockchain, bro. It's the future. It's on the blockchain. It's uh, no, it's on AWS, but it <laughs> it's built by uh, actual right, while you Yo- look at that i'm going to do a no intro so episode 14 watch this drive welcome listeners i know you know where you're at but just in case you don't know then this is where i'm you're too at. invested in this to be upset with you for <laughs> redundancy and intro <laughs> <laughs> uh, looking at it the the total volume today and these came out today and the email that you got i actually was scheduled by me uh, as soon as these were announced. I've been sitting on these since probably 10 minutes after we got the news. Yeah. You acted fast. You're probably one of the one of the first. You got to get in so that you can, you know, get your losses as quickly as possible. <laughs> All right, bro. I'm waiting for my gift. <laughs> uh, did you send me your your ETH wallet address? I love it. We're, uh, we're in the future. Now. I don't know. I sent it's you a, something. It's <laughs> basically, something. it looks... It looks like a, a sent, thing you shouldn't send me. Carl is already hacked. <laughs> I sent I sent you something, but it says that you're snoozed. You're sleeping over there. Oh, man. What is that? Messages on, are, on, I don't on think you're Slack? taking this seriously, Drew. I think yeah, this is all an act. Seriously at all. Did I send you the right thing? <laughs> this is all performative. That could be right. Oh, is that like your, your unique little ID? Yeah, that's my Coinbase ID. Let me see if I can fucking log back into this thing again. Because I logged <laughs> out hours in later. the time that it took. I opened Slack and it logged me out. <laughs> Well, yeah, I can't handle that. This is bullshit. It's not even. It's not even in another browser window. It's just a different thing. It's just that I like unfocused it, and it was it like to reauthenticate your token on every click. I guess so. The app is is interesting. I was trying to just change my uh, my profile image, and it's like five clicks in. Is that com- <laughs> Coinbase in general? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm worried I've been hacked because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Have you lost your NFTs? I don't. I hope not. I hope I, I hope my apes aren't gone. <laughs> <sighs> oh man those apes crap uh, I, you mean i created this wallet and i don't get i don't get my, my you're gonna awesome get him you're, he's coming he's it's in the mail do not come <laughs> i don't understand this this doesn't make any sense uh, web3 uh, daps uh and you want to be my latex salesman yeah yeah uh no so the, I'm, while i'm trying to get this thing to load the the total volume is 171 ethereum traded today which is significant i think Ethereum's trading at like mm-hmm. 1200 bucks uh, a unit. Oh, look at that then. Coin. But that this is probably just wash trades. Like this is like so much of this can just be people trading it back and forth to inflate the value. Oh, I I just found my Ethereum address. It's different. I think that's just basically the thing you sent me is it's basically like a redirect. So I think it, that should work. The thing I sent you is my ID. You want my you actually want my Ethereum, Ethereum address, address is probably better. Like I said, I'm right. this is all very very anxiety inducing. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. I feel like I'm about to It sucks. I don't know. Commit a and, crime. and you know the good and again like the the whole benefit of this is that there is nobody that can fix it for you. 
<laughs> if something goes wrong. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. Yeah, it tells you. It's like, uh, I do understand that if I lose my password, I lose everything. Yeah, I do understand that me doing this is really stupid. Like me being involved in any of this is silly. Yeah, is that what okay, you're looking for? Uh, no, that's probably it. Okay, I have to. Okay, that's my. It says your Ethereum address, and that's that's what it is. The shittiness of these platforms is making this unlistenable because I can't. Oh, it looks. It looks like you can go by my username too. You can send crypto to to me using my username. Okay, All right, which is go. not what I sent you either. I've opened a new browser. <laughs> this is awesome. We're all learning new this, things here today. Yeah, this is great. It's great. This is uh, my username. If you wanna, if you wanna use my username. Most people think about crypto, and it's like this ephemeral, confusing thing. It's not at all. Rest assured, when you get in there, it's it makes it worse. It becomes more confusing <laughs> and ephemeral. It doesn't have once to you be. Really, once you really start getting into it. I started doing crypto with Bitcoin mm-hmm. on the Cash app, and it is the easiest fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, it's the easiest ever. thing in the world on the it's Cash app. It's so yeah. easy. Yep. Stocks, too. You want to buy stocks? Real easy. Yep. Okay. To, Carl? A button click, essentially. Yeah, it's a simple button click. All right, I'm going to attempt to transfer this... <laughs> JPEG of Donald Trump that I purchased for $100 with a cowboy hat with his fist in the air on a red carpet. Because <laughs> the vibes were there. Um, I'm getting 400 warnings about why basically I shouldn't be here. Uh, and let's see. Let's click the button. Oh, There's shit. A- I forgot. I forgot a number on that. <laughs> there should be an A at the end. You just transferred it to Carlos, no, not Carl. No, I'm not. I'm not serious. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> I would hope you would at least have a consistent length. I'd hope that'd be part of this. Oh, okay, wait. Man. Okay, transfer your item. Go to your wallet. You'll be asked to approve this transfer from your wallet. Aren't you in your wallet? Yeah, isn't that? I thought so. <laughs> there, and then it says there's a problem switching the network. What the? What does that mean? <laughs> Why does it have to switch the network? So I think what's happening is that I'm. <laughs> So OpenSea, I think, just has access to these things on the blockchain. And then the wallet actually is where ownership is confirmed. And that's like the source of truth for ownership. But I don't think those are the same thing. I was created a wallet by Donald Trump. Donald Trump made me a crypto wallet. (laughs) He's like the the punk kid in high school that makes wallets out of duct tape. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know how to get to it. But it does exist. I know it exists. Because it's telling me to approve it there, but I can't. This is awesome. This is the future. I don't know if this is the greatest thing, but this is yeah. We well, I don't actually know if it's a great prize, but it's what we have. <laughs> it's what we have. I just want you all to know that I've been waiting for this card for a long time now. I've been waiting <laughs> at least fifteen minutes. <laughs> I can't get it. <laughs> you have no idea. Like nobody's more disappointed in in this than I am. All right. Well, let's just <laughs> see how it works out, and let's uh, let's pivot to the album on display. Sorry, uh, my new camera angle is kind of blocking it, but uh, there gonna, it is. I'm going to expand you. Oh, I can't expand you. <clears throat> Zoom in. This is going to be a toughie. I don't uh, know why hints. I'm giving you even tougher ones. We need hints. Okay, so it's contemporary artist. It's not like a you know 60s or 70s or anything like that. Electronic bass, but in a weird kind of not like house or techno or EDM. You know, you'd never Bound throw house. that up. Uh, no, that's that's a little. I wouldn't necessarily call them contemporary. Um, um, more hints. Very well known for his performances. It's a single single artist. It's his name. Oh, I know who this is. God damn it! Uh, he usually performs the in the center of the floor, and then has the audience surround him, like an integrated experience. LCD sound system. What was that? Oh, LCD, LCD sound, sound system. No, no, and that's that's damn. a that's a band. Even though it is mainly, oh, really, the that one guy. But I mean, it is a band. I mean, he Daft broke Punk it up. is playing at my house. <laughs> 
I have no idea. All right. So it's Dan Deacon. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Okay. Dan Deacon. Bromst. It's B-R-O-M-S-T, I believe is how it's spelled. He was actually in that um, that show Dark, that Netflix show Dark. Oh, his really? His music, not him, but his music. No, his music. Was played like quite frequently, oh, like at yeah, least three I, or four times. Yeah, so, I think one of the songs I have in my Spotify favorites is favorited from that show and i think it might actually be uh, and I, I believe it's one of the tracks from this album and it's got i mean if you could picture it in that regard it's very like spooky and ethereal yeah. and weird but at the same time it can get dancey and um he was uh i wouldn't say famous but kind of notorious for using strange instruments but it, i mean it's definitely electronic music but strange instruments like player pianos like he actually used a player piano you know, like what a player piano is, where you put it kind of like a music box, but it How do you spell plays automatically for you. Uh, just D A N D E A C O N, Dan Deacon. But in, mm-hmm. in this one studio, he used this player piano, but his the part that he created was too fast for the player piano, so he actually had to separate the MIDI tracks and overlap them. It was it was it's a really wild, wild. For our uh, listeners, Drew has his uh, confused face. On yeah, right yeah. Now. They're trying to charge me to transfer you the JPEG. Drew Drew's phoned in like the whole album on this place. Like, I'm not gonna get it. So I'm I've not, not opened the chat. I've not opened <laughs> Riverside in the last 10 minutes because I can't. This is inscrutable. <laughs> he's not even with us right now. He's he's no. off in his own Ethereum I have to world. Buy Matic coin to transfer. <laughs> what is Matic coin? I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> so this is like the gas fees or whatever the fuck, where like you have to like pay money to transfer things on the network. It's not just a flat rate. You just like decide how much you want to pay and then hope that people accept that you know what they always say like the crypto and consumes a lot of power and luckily we have this new unlimited power source that's going to be coming online soon that drew's going to need in this fusion fusion power fusion power yeah i need i need an artificial (laughs) sun to send you this cash grab Uh, this was supposed to be a bit that was supposed no, to be hell. my transition. I'm I'm trying to move us along. Yes, we're the, power, the power of the sun in the palm of my hands. I know. I just this is this, <laughs> this is really is, consuming this is, me. This is what you get for trying to do a bit with crypto coins. Transfer. Okay. I need where's my fucking credit card? <laughs> this is gonna run through the this is gonna be the thread that runs through this entire episode. Might even go That's into amazing. the next episode. <laughs> I was reading something about the fusion thing the other day, and it was interesting because someone was like yeah, this is crazy. You know, it could be like unlimited power. They're like, un- until the capitalists get a hold of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because basi- basically, you know, all of the, f- I think all of the funding for this is taxpayer dollars. And so pretty soon it'll probably be privatized some- somehow. Like all of the profits will be privatized. That's the way it works, once- man. When- yeah. Yeah. I mean, at, at this point, it's it's a facility that's six football fields, I believe, in size. You know, the, the whole mm-hmm. thing is impractical, but I don't know. I I look at these types of things. And you compare them to findings in the past, like solar energy, for instance, at this point is extremely efficient, but mm-hmm. there's no meaningful drive to solarize, you know, cities or really anything beyond a couple houses here and there. Wind energy, extremely efficient and also unlimited, you know, you just pop up some well, turbine. Think about, think about the birds, though. <laughs> I know. No, no, that is that is an actual concern, though. The bird thing right. is is an actual concern. But hydro huge totally fine we have plenty of uh of sources that we could tap into yeah hydro is great gonna... until nestle steals all of your water <laughs> but none of it's gonna go anywhere unless you have meaningful execution at the the household level meaning government assistance at the household level none of it's gonna mm-hmm. go anywhere because 
our grid, at least in our area, and this is true for a lot of areas, is completely controlled by major energy conglomerates like in our situation, DTE mm-hmm. or Consumers Power. And they have way too much vested in a coal burning facility down in Monroe, Michigan. They're not going to just abandon that. They're not just going to like no. set it aside and all of a sudden invest. And if they did, that would it would require significant government spending, public you know, funds to get that kickstarted. They're not just going to scrap everything overnight. It's not going to happen no. probably anytime in our lifetime, simply because of the, uh, the amount of investment they already have in their coal burning facility. I mean, they're, they're adding yeah. scrubbers to clean the pollution that's created from the coal burning in, in the first place that's fully funded by taxpayers. They're already in a place where they feel, well, we're already clean. Doesn't matter. Clean coal yeah. or whatever. Yeah, clean coal. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. And, uh, you know, this is this, I I see parallels with this and vaccines, really, because vaccines are wonderful, miraculous things that can eradicate disease. But you have so much resistance based on bad communication from the CDC or Fauci or whoever. You have terrible government rollouts terrible patent controls where you can't even actually get it beyond, you know, your your certain jurisdictions essentially. Our country in the last 40 years has extremely poor execution when it comes to new technologies like this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely terrible. The only thing that's really successful in the last like 40 years has been the internet. Yeah, I've got an update on how that's going on my end. (laughs) (laughs) Like a DARPA funded or energy funded, you know, public funded. My big issue with it is they're going to try and squash it. They're never going to swap over to it simply because how do you make money off of something like that? You could still make money off of it. No, I I know. But like, I really don't think the population would be okay with something that is a limitless source of energy and then them still charging the rates for things that they're charging now. Now, I understand there's still equipment involved and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, the whole thing is it's producing way more energy than it's putting out. So I don't understand. Your distribution model would, would still be the same. Yeah, I know. The big thing is the the supply right now. And when there's a limitless supply. I mean, it's not limitless. They, you still have to get hydrogen I mean, it's not sure. anything in comparison to, to the coal and you can get it from water <laughs> yeah, and you don't need that much at all. It's not like mining for coal or anything like that. But uh, right. that if, if you look at the direct price of mining or getting coal to the facility to burn it, say, and you compare it to this, certainly it's, it's a, a significant reduction, but it's still to your point. I mean, you still have to employ about the same amount of people because you're still you know, you're still babysitting a bunch of lasers shooting at atoms. And yeah, it's still... also it's different types of people, different types of expertise. Yes, it, it would be different types of extra expertise, but you'd still have to turn a bunch of giant, uh, I forget what they call them. They're not turbines, but the, 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 how they mm-hmm. actually generate like the steam, you know, and then they turn these things in order to gen- generate electricity. That's basically you're just twisting a giant thing. All that stuff would still be the same. The power lines would still be the same, you know, in, in theory. In theory, they're not going to reinvent everything. Yeah. I understand that the network and the delivery system and all that stuff would be the same. I just don't feel like like right now, gas prices, natural gas prices are skyrocketing. And I just don't think that you could have the same you know, issue with, with something like, well, where, this wouldn't know, affect the natural gas thing. Uh, unless I, I'm every, just, it was just, it was just an example. Yeah. Of, unless everyone electrified, this wouldn't 
touch anything because no, I, furnace no I, and, I know yeah. it, I know it doesn't touch anything with gas. I'm just it was yeah. just an example of how like ga- gas right now is like is skyrocketing, you know, due to due to the demand. But if we could produce natural gas, much like we could do the, the fusion energy. I don't see I don't see how they could ever make the profits that they want to make. I totally disagree with that. No, I think they make the profits. I don't think people would put up with it. I, no, I think they absolutely would. I think we 100% yeah, I think would. They would too. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I mean, look I at Nestle and water that they're pulling out of the lake for free essentially. I don't think people would even realize what is happening. The biggest thing that I don't think would occur or I'm skeptical of is them transitioning from a coal to a fusion process in any sort of like reasonable amount of time. I'm not even exaggerating. I could see it taking a hundred freaking years. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Cause it's just, they're so slow to adopt and they're so resistant and they, they are not going to make altruistic decisions. They're no, of to course them. Not. This being a cleaner way of generating energy is the lowest mm-hmm. on their priority list. Like it's below, you know, getting like Frank a cup of coffee in the morning. Like it is so low on their priority list mm-hmm. that they would have to have a hundred percent government assistance. And that would bubble up to the federal level because the states don't have any money to be able to actually um, uh, invest in this. So it would have to go stri- directly to the government and the government's track record with massive infrastructural change has been abysmal since the New Deal, since FDR. <laughs> like they, they haven't invested anything like this transformative since the highways or the Maybe rail. They need to. You know, I mean, they, they just don't. But I mean, the fact of the matter remains that nuclear energy, just like traditional quote unquote nuclear energy, is far more environmentally friendly than coal. But that never happened. It just never happened. And that was, you know, you're hitting headwinds with uh, people, with lobbyists, with coal lobbyists and, and dirty energy sectors that are just mm-hmm. lobbying the crap out of government. And secondarily is the 80s uh, resistance to anything nuclear. I mean, the Simpsons, like, take that as a consideration. Toxic Avenger. Like, everybody thinks yeah. it's like this oil drums filled with, like, green ooze or something. It's not even anywhere near accurate to what nuclear. No, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> They're actually just little rods, just little metal rods that are radioactive that there is waste and they do have to bury those rods or get get rid of those rods or protect or whatever. But if you just compare that to your average landfill, it's like it's nothing, you know, but they're never going to transfer. And, and actually, if you compare that to your pollution that coal creates, you know, your CO2 or mercury that coal creates, it's it's nothing. It's not even comparable. When you're going up against coal as a lobbying firm and the energy companies that are purchasing that coal being resistant to any sort of transformative change because of their pocketbook. I just can't see this actually going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, I think the only way it could go somewhere is if the government did some infrastructure thing and kind of forced it forced it down their throats. Which, you know, who knows, maybe that might happen if we get the right, you know, people in charge, but the track record is not very good. Yeah, I mean, we just had an infrastructure bill this past year. It was pretty significant, definitely not as significant as, as, you know, progressives wanted, but you never know. I mean, things could could go that way, but it has to be like this perfect storm. Yeah. For instance, right now, so we have like, you know, six football fields of laboratories that are shooting, you know, 100 and what what was 192, 192 lasers, 192 lasers at hydrogen atoms and colliding them together to, to create mini bombs and then like store that energy somewhere. That's so cool. Engineers have to get a hold of this and then 
reduce it down to something like more portable, more yeah. safe. I mean, they did it with PCs. That didn't take that long. So, but that's probably like a, you know a ten year, maybe a twenty year thing. You know, to get it maybe. nice and good. And, Just get, and get Tim Apple on this and get get some cost effectiveness. Yeah, get get Steve Jobs on it. Bring no Tim Apple, and then you have to get the government at that exact point where it's ready to invest mm-hmm. significantly. And when you compare this to past technologies again, like solar at this point, that's really super efficient. Like solar is a very efficient uh, um, mechanism for generating energy. Batteries are a little iffy, you know, as far as storing that energy, but as far as generating the en- energy, solar is extremely efficient, especially when you're thinking like out West or the Southwest where they have a lot more sun and it's a lot more consistent. The infrastructure bill barely touched that, you know, like they, it just has to be a perfect storm of like yeah. when government steps in and when it's ready to be invested in, unless you have a visionary. And I know FDR, there's some criticisms, obviously. I mean, put Japanese people in internment camps, but you had to have like that, not just him as a person either, no man's an island or anything, but there was a, this emphasis on government spending as it wasn't necessarily a bad term. Like government spending wasn't is right now is like a cuss word, you know. But yeah, at that time it was like, oh, this is good. You know, we we can invest in the future. You know, we got social security and 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 the New Deal and what have you out of that time period. Well, then it was more like government spending for the benefit of the country. Yeah. You know? And now and and that that is still a cuss word, but we're all about government spending for the benefit of. The corporate elite. I'm laughing because <laughs> Drew's sending images to our Slack channel while we're chatting right now, and one of them is <laughs> a request for a social security number. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, it's decentralized, and it's he, <laughs> it's safe. And you're never and gonna get the, those Trump NFTs transferred, bro. I've gotten to the point. I've given them everything they've asked for. <laughs> I've so just. To, I, I want to give you an update real quick, and I'm so sorry. That this is going to be the little blood episode. sample, or no? This is this is great. I, so, I actually kind of I'm enjoying this. This is yeah. I like we can return to the topic after we've finished. <laughs> yeah. but I'm I'm at, I'm right now <laughs> in another browser. I I have a chat open with my bank with my actual. Why? Wait 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 wait. I'm I, reading I, your I'm reading your screenshots, but why are debit cards 35 percent more likely to I succeed? I don't know, Carl. 35 percent. 35% more likely to succeed with what though? Against I tra- what? With, I guess. So you're chatting with your bank? Being, is that, did I so that I had to, because, okay. So the story so far is I saw a, fu- a funny video from former president of the United States, Donald Trump, where he convinced me <laughs> to, as a bit, greatest buy president since Lincoln, $300 worth of cool things, cool poses and accessories. Oh, man. And, so I did that, and then three hours later, I got an email that said, "We have your glossy JPEGs, and they're <laughs> they're right here, and they're they're glossy." Three different links to get to each of them, and I went in there, and it's okay. I now have a wallet set up for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was my mistake for doing that, being born. And I've got the glossy JPEGs now in a wallet, but they are listed on an exchange, and so I tried to transfer them to Carl from the exchange we said no 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 idiot you have to do it through your wallet i don't know why they gave me the button if they were going to just send me the wallet but i went to the wallet then and they said okay yeah you can transfer carl this this cool picture of donald trump looking really fun and fresh and i tried to do that and it said okay yeah but it's going to cost you like a third of a penny i said i don't i okay i in dollars and they said no 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 
in Matic coin. And I don't have any Matic coin. So I had to purchase Matic coin. And <laughs> so I went to the section where it says purchase Matic coin. And then I had to pick between eight different providers that could go out and purchase my Matic coin for me. They all had minimums. The lowest was $30. And so I went to purchase $30 of Matic coin. There's a processing fee of $4. So I'm actually only getting $26 worth of Matic coin. <laughs> it's Christmas time, man. You got to transfer. I can now send Carl maybe once I have it because I had to give, I did have to give Matic three different credit cards before it would give me one and then my social security number. And then I had to tell them the amount of money that they put as a hold on my bank account between one and $2 so they could confirm that it was actually my debit card. And then my, but my bank like rejected the charge. And so, cause of course they did. And so then <laughs> I had to God. say, no, 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 I'm, <laughs> this is on purpose. I'm doing this on purpose, uh, Chase. And, and so then they said, okay, that's fine. And so then they did it again. And so then I told them the amount and then they said, okay, sure. You can have it. It'll take between a few minutes and a few hours. Thank you for your patience. It sounds like it's going swimmingly. I'm for sure hacked. So we'll check back with Drew in a couple of minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just sitting here waiting for this glossy JPEG to hit hit my Coinbase that I had to set up immediately. You didn't even talk about the Nestle YouTube video. We didn't touch that. So we, we did talk a, a lot about uh, Fusion, um, but not uh, not the Nestle video yeah. specifically. The Nestle video was interesting. This the, All the energy stuff, and knowing that even if we did have super clean, renewable energy forever, like unlimited power, you know, people would still make money on it and it wouldn't be free for anybody else. That made me think of Nestle in the water. And so I looked up the amount that they actually did have to pay to get the water out of the Great Lakes, because I thought it was like 100 bucks a year. It turns out it's $200 a year. That nets them about $9 billion in water bottle sales. Um, Only, and wait, $200 a year? $200 a year. But Carl, the my, YouTube my video- water that, bill is that, higher than that. That Nestle- Yeah, Nestle, but is, there, is, that, is that like per like for a certain amount of gallons or no, anything like that? No, that is, a, that is a permit that they are charged to have access to- the water so what do i what do i have to pay to get access to the water you well that's a great question <laughs> that's a great question i have the same question it better be less than 200 dollars. a lot of people have the same question which we know because their pr team decided to put up a youtube video comments disabled of course there this is their first rodeo where they basically justify it by saying yes we do only pay 200 dollars a year but we also pay payroll taxes and we're job creators that does not like answer the question uh why why do we need you to do that? Why can't we just have that be a public service that's provided at cost and funded by tax dollars? Well, they pump it directly out of the lake. So they, they don't need like a water supplier. They're just pumping it directly out of the lake. So if you go camping, you could just pull it out of the lake, filter it. Yeah, but I can't go. like set up an operation where I'm like doing that at scale. I think maybe you can. I feel like they got grandfathered in. I feel like it's kind of like how the United States pays like $1,000 a year to rent Guantanamo Bay from Cuba. Yeah, yeah, I'm just kidding. I know. No, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd. And if it was actually legit, they wouldn't feel the need to put up a YouTube video where their only justification is is the like, oh, well, you know, we'll shut down our factories if you like push on us too too hard. The I love funny that thing is like, like couldn't, guys, couldn't guys, they... guys, this is okay because we have payroll taxes and stuff. Could See, everybody could does. partner with like uh, the state of California? And uh, just start pumping the water and delivering it to them. You know, that's always talked about, like the state of California. I didn't hear about that. That's been a refrain for a while. I think it might have, might even have been pursued at some point where the state of California, you know, is basically going dry and they look over at us, you know, Michigan, you know, our Great Lakes area 
And they're like, hey, why don't we just start pumping the water from the Great Lakes and replenishing our reserves and what have you. But, you know, they're going like a state by state, like a communication kind of thing and trying to get the federal government involved. Just get Nestle on the on the line, you know, to say, hey, yeah. could you guys just start just training it over? You know, let's get a pipeline. They pull the water out of the Great Lakes and then put it in a plastic bottle, put a label on it that says Glacier Mountain. Exactly. And then no, this even, is water no, water from the Glacier Mountains. That'll be inefficient, but why don't they just build a pipeline from Michigan to California and just start pumping it over there, you know? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Just, just run, we'll just run that pipe through uh, Native American lands, too. Oh, that'll be fine. I mean, it's not like if, if, a, if a water pipeline breaks. I mean, that was the whole point of uh, what they're fighting. I see that as an absolute the, win. Yeah. they're that's they're free like, water don't pollute our groundwater with your nasty oil. But this situation, it's like, yeah, give us some water. But what if it was like, don't pollute our groundwater with your fucking pure life bullshit. Your pipe water. Which the the Keystone, obviously not the Keystone XL, which was canceled, but the Keystone pipeline did burst just recently. I don't know if you guys saw that. They always burst. When do they not burst? If you ever see those maps, like during the Keystone XL protests and they the Keystone, uh, I forget what company that was, in charge of it but they're like no it's the safest way it's way safer than trucking or, or train so somebody created a map to show all the spills and it was just i mean it's just basically a map of the united states just blotched with like so somebody took like like a pollock you know just took some yeah. ink and just like flung it at a map. so someone just probably like they should if they're on twitter saying like no it's the safest way someone should just reply with that picture and just be like this you yeah doing all right drew i got locked out again yeah where uh, are we yeah, at? You, you've been hacked, bro. Your 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 entire bank account is being emptied out right now. So. Oh wait, no. Good news. Good news. This transaction has been included into block number. Oh, huh? oh, I think it just went through. Oh, Carl, can you confirm? I didn't get anything. Oh fuck. Oh no. Who has it? Who has the? Who has the goods? Uh uh uh. You got it. Digital trading cards. Oh, check it I'm out. I'm glad that you guys are testing this it's out. It's beautiful. Uh oh my god, this is so beautiful. Yes. Yes. Look, it's. Look amazing. at that. Look it's at that. Nothing. There's nothing. No, it's not. No, it's, it's not because the <laughs> network is shit. So it's just not going to uh, for, for our listeners, it is a it is a blank thing with a crystal ball in it, basically saying you have an image, but it's not here. Maybe the truck got robbed in Did transit. Did you try to rub the crystal ball a couple times? Have you tried that? Uh, no, I have to hit the. You know, they should have made that the refresh button. There is a refresh <laughs> button, and it says data will refresh soon. Oh, oh, I got it. You got it. Check it is out. it glossy? Look at it. Look at it. Oh. I mean, it's as glossy as my screen is. That's nice. Look at I him. Like Look at him. Look Man. at our boy. So I, I, so basically, so I own this now. Yep, you own a string of text that points to that image on a database. Congratulations. Right, how do I, how do I sell it? Open C. <laughs> but also, I would be so offended if you did that. <laughs> Here's the deal. I can't actually sell it because I am not willing to go through all of the shit that you. There just are open. Did to you sell can. It. There's actually open offers on it. Oh really? Yeah. It's a, it, there's a one. One just came in for sixty nine ninety three. Is that high uh, res? Could you print print it out, and make it a poster? Yeah, definitely. I own it, Randy. Well, I, I, I couldn't because Carl this. could sue me. Just kidding. No, he couldn't. But the did you make a copy uh, of it before you? Saw it? <laughs> <laughs> I have it. You can still see it. Like you, anyone can see it. Like you can go, you can look at it right now in OpenSea. It's just no longer connected to How my wallet. Does this wallet. make any sense? This is just anybody. Not- anybody can see it. They just have to pay me royalties. Now. I don't want to be like boomer brained about it. But how does this make any sense? Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. I don't want anybody being like, oh, well, you you don't understand it because you like don't know how it works or whatever. No, I know how it works now. The way these things make money is just finding some sucker to buy it me yeah that's the thing the, well, no, the, after you obviously. the people well the people who minted it yeah i mean it's all it's a ponzi scheme obviously so anybody that purchases it 
now, like you or me, on the secondary market is just assuming that there's a bigger idiot that will pay more for it. How much of a cut do you think Trump's actually getting? I don't know. I don't know. He's he's the deal guy, though. So I'd assume it's pretty. I don't know what to do with this now. But these things are apparently super easy to stand up. We should do one. Yeah, Yeah. but what do I do with it now? What do you mean? You enjoy it? Like, you're part. Yeah, well, Carl, a couple things. A couple things. You are now part of an exclusive club, Donald Trump's club. He's got beautiful (laughs) golf courses. And so that's huge for you. I just want to say congratulations and welcome. Apparently I can I can open in polygon. I can open this in polygon scan, whatever the fuck that is. Whatever the fuck that is. I I assume polygon is like a network on the Ethereum blockchain. Yeah, so it's a polygon network. Dude, I like I like all the attributes. Attributes, background, red carpet, character. Does it give you the percentages like how rare it is? Face, smile. Red red carpet, you you, you might be happy to you might be uh, interested to know, Carl, that you have the brown I I have no idea. Brown cowboy hat and only two percent of uh of the Trump cards have that trait. So that's, that's like cool, a, but like, like, yeah, but oh, you're thinking too hard about this, Carl. I am. Yeah, let's 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 I, let's go on. Let's go on to the JCPA, the okay. Journalism Competition and Preservation Act of 2022. Which, yeah, which, I'm against that. It's it failed, so it's good that you're against it. It's gone. It's done and over with. I wasn't really <clears> against it. I really well, it's complicated. Anything. It's complicated, and there's, yeah. there there would be like like Drew is the one who uh, who pointed this out, added it to our our show notes, and uh, you know he pointed out that there are other laws that are very similar that you know we probably would support as a group this one is was not good it was not supported by both big tech which for obvious reasons cuz that this would make them have to pay money to 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 use news should we do background on what the bill is yeah let's do background on the bill before i before i cut to that you want to you want to do a synopsis sure in summary this is an attempt uh, proponents of it would say that it's an attempt to kind of level the playing field between large tech companies, which have become essentially the only distribution channels possible for smaller media outlets and those media outlets. The solution is that any company that acts as a publisher or a distributor of this content, so Facebook, Twitter, platforms with a sufficiently high market cap or user base, I think the numbers are like uh, half a billion dollars, So really, really big platforms. Any news articles that are coming through their platform for smaller, I think for organizations with under 1,500 employees, those organizations uh, would be entitled to negotiating payouts with those platforms uh, in good faith. Basically, Facebook would have to pay smaller media outlets for their content being on their platform. They'd have to pay them royalties, essentially. And it would be collective bargaining, but on the organizational level. How does it, I guess, how does that work? You know, like, is that just uh, like if the news or if the company has like a Facebook page and they're putting stuff out there or is it just people sharing the news or how is it? I think the framework for why that makes sense to proponents of the bill is that news is content that Facebook is profiting on. That's the idea Mm -hmm. that they're making money serving ads against that content being in those feeds. And so you would basically be able to get paid proportionate with that revenue. And what's the argument against like the Wall Street Journal and stuff that have more than 1500? Well, the argument against them is that they don't need it as much. I think the this is basically like, if you want to read it this way, it's a response to the internet killing local newspapers. Like that's the that's the most like pro this thing argument. But I, I think see. we'll discuss that that's not all there is to this. Yeah. And that impetus of, you know, destroying the internet, destroying local newspapers. A little... That's a little yeah, off the no, mark. No, it's very heavy-handed. It's very like yeah, because really, yeah. let's let's the truth of the matter is, uh, local newspapers have been have been getting cannibalized by the Sinclair Group and and other 
Right, right. The idea that there is a is a self sufficient local newspaper that even exists any longer is not true, and it's not just because technology has technology has certainly made it easier for consolidation Mm -hmm. to occur on behalf of these large hedge funds that invest in all these like smaller media groups, and they they build up these these large portfolios of these different companies, and then they use them, you know, in in the normal way that consolidation works, but also to try to uh, push certain narratives because uh, they found out that if you actually just own a ton of local radio stations and TV networks and you're able to push the same messaging through those smaller channels, that works in exactly the same way as a uh, MSNBC or a CNN that has a larger audience. And in, in fact, it's often more effective at propaganda because you you would expect it less. You, you Many people don't know the ownership of their their local news or, organization, mm-hmm. which they might be more likely to trust. Yeah. And that, that's therein lies the, the difficulty when it comes to the collective bargaining aspect of this bill. So it allowed collective bargaining on the institution level. So, you know, your your local newspaper that could very well be owned by the Sinclair Group could collectively bargain with another Sinclair group, but they, they're they two different organizations. Right. But that collective bargaining never actually um, went down to the journalists themselves. So mm-hmm. they're always represented by their companies. And that's why a lot of journalist groups uh, were against this bill. Because if you actually just wrote the bill to include the collective bargaining on the journalist's behalf, like individual journalists, then you could have a really good bill here. You know, it, where, where you'd actually get together with your peers and and say, okay, I am a journalist freelance because a lot of these journalists are freelance journalists that might write for multiple publications. I'm a journalist I'm grouped together with this person, and you know, these dozen people or what have you, pay us. You know, let's, let, let's right. because the the truth of the matter is, Meta and you know, and a, a lot of these other uh, big uh, tech firms, Twitter included, are making money by sharing news yeah but they're not the ones doing it though it's just being shared on their platform yeah but it's the same argument that i always look at it in comparison to isps versus the internet sites that actually are the reason that people are connecting to the internet so your isp is charging you but they're not actually producing value to what you're yeah, doing yeah they're essentially a utility yeah, they're the landlord so they're, they're providing a road but they're not the businesses that line the road. Mm-hmm. Yes, you need the road to get to the businesses, but how much is that really worth? They're taking the lion's share of the proceeds to get you to the ice cream parlor, and then the ice cream parlor is like giving it away for free and just hopes that you know you you see an ad for, I don't know, Pepsi or something. <laughs> it's like, what's, how does this make any sense? <laughs> That's the thing where because it's more obscured and it's it's less visual, like people are able to get away with doing like weirder things that you wouldn't normally it, it, because it's so obs- all of this stuff is so obscured to the average person that it's not something that you really think about. And to your analogy with roads, we found out a long time ago that it, it sucks when roads are private and it doesn't really make sense to have roads be private because there's a right way to do roads. And there's, mm-hmm. uh, it's super easy to do roads. And that's also why like most utility companies are, if not owned by your local ordinances, largely funded by them because these are things that should be public utilities. And the model does work. I know YouTube is famous to, for, for not turning a profit, but YouTube in, in some years has actually turned a profit and it's actually more of a viable business model. But it has a profit sharing with content creators. Instagram yep. is very similar. Another meta Yeah, but I feel, I feel that's different, though. It, it's not different because it, the content that's being created 
even though it's being created outside of the platform, is still being shared. And that's still the reason that people might be going to the platform or one of the reasons that people might be going to the platform. That's the same as like me just sharing it with my coworkers, sharing an article It's not though, because, because what happens is- I know the reach is different, but- The reach is different. The algorithm kicks in differently. The reason that sure. people are seeing things, you know, it's like- Well, if Slack was making money on ads that it was putting next to the content you were sharing with your friends, then sure. But yes, but the my yeah, I, I, I see that aspect of it. I'm just saying that like Facebook doesn't necessarily control what people share. They, they do, do though. though. They can push a button and decide what gets seen and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. If I decided to just go paste an article, you know, it's there. They're not yeah, going like, to prevent it. It's not it. going to be seen by your friends unless Facebook says, okay, this is going to be all right to be seen by your friends. I mean, that's the whole point. Like, they, they fully control the algorithm. It's like if you had a road company that just, like, arbitrarily, not, I mean, that under their own criteria that is not controlled democratically by the people that they serve, if they just had a council of people that decided what roads were going to be closed that day, and there was no real regulation that said that they couldn't coordinate with certain stores on when they would close which roads to which places. There's direct parallels with a lot of platforms like YouTube or even Spotify, where yes, your primary reason for going to Spotify is is listening to music and your primary or podcast and your primary reason to go to YouTube is to watch videos. But the social aspects are still there. And those creators are getting paid, given Spotify pays like crap, but those creators are still getting paid. There's really no discernible difference between Facebook sharing news articles you know, even if it's users sharing that. That Spotify thing sounded personal. <laughs> it is. You get very, very little money from Spotify as a music artist, I know. Um, but the uh, uh, the fact of the matter remains that these news publications are, re- or these articles are a reason that people are visiting, one of the reasons that people are visiting. And on top of that, there's actually a news feed built into to Facebook. And that's what they're threatening to take away. Right. You know, Facebook if, if has, and they, they did this in Australia passes. too, because mm-hmm. a very similar law did end up passing in Australia. And Facebook there and here is basically like, we'll, we'll just like not let news on the platform. And Facebook's yeah. argument countered all of this is that Facebook is one is, we talked about it, I think on the last episode or the episode before it, 70% of internet clicks come from a Facebook or a meta-owned platform, right? And so their argument is basically, well, the only reason that people are actually seeing your content to begin with, where that you can then monetize that content yourself once people leave our platform, is because it's being shared here. And I'm I'm sympathetic to that argument. I definitely think that people should be paid, obviously, for their work. I think that there should be a sustainable model for doing news. But one big problem with all of this is that the idea of news as a fundamental good is i think a little bit off of of where we've gotten to like with the actual news journalism journalism industry like most of the news articles that get a lot of traction on facebook or or at least a a large number of them i don't have the numbers on it are like just complete bullshit and i think that's one of the other arguments against this thing where then you're basically funding more misinformation this bill isn't going to solve this whatsoever in any bill within this this uh ecosystem is i I don't think it's going to solve what I'm about to say, but the trouble with all of this is, in my mind, is twofold. One, you can't copyright facts. That's just yeah. The Supreme Court has already ruled on this. It's just a thing that you can't do. So if if you're like straight up the AP News or you know some Associated Press, or if you are talking about f- the facts of a, of a situation, and it's not opinion based. You can't really copyright that. So it's very difficult to monetize because if there's no copyright, it's hard to monetize. 
So really that leaves you with opinion-based stuff mm-hmm. and you're going to try to propagate or you're trying to push the opinion-based stuff as much as possible. In that territory, you're going to try to to get the 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 more clickbaity it is, yeah. the the more the you're going to try to write the, the most the most provocative, the most inflammatory. Mm-hmm. So the whole system, JCPA aside, the whole system is just built for misinformation because the most provocative things that you can write are lies. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. that's the truth of the matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to monetize on your own site and you get people you know, to click on something, you get them off of Meta or off, off of Facebook into your own site, then you know, the incentive is to do lies or, or just a, the most provocative clickbaity title or what have you. If you want to get a profit sharing from Meta, I think the desire is a little less because it's more about authenticity at that point. But it's still not zero for sure. You're still well, but if, you, if, the, if the payouts are based on you know views, I mean, most people sharing an article aren't clicking on it anyways. Yes. You know? Yeah. So yeah. if if like you're still then incentivized to if you're profiting directly on views on on Facebook, you still have plenty of motivation to continue doing that. No, you're right. You're right, and that's the shame of it all. Is like everything is incentivizing opinion, provocative opinion based inflammatory and opinion-based pieces, which is not a direction really we should be going. And the trouble is there's really no way to make money anywhere else within the sphere of journalism. This entire problem is something that we've been wrestling with, I think, for a while. And I think one of the things that it stems from is the fact that you can't profitably run a just news thing mm-hmm. unless you're like like in terms of direct to consumer stuff like the ap can profit because they're selling stuff to other organizations and they they're doing all these things but in terms of like a, no, a local newspaper right so it, it started when you we had to switch from the subscription model to and then advertising is introduced i mean it's very similar to like this all of the the netflix stuff for example it rhymes with the subscription model stuff from old newspapers and magazines because you had people willing to pay for stuff. And then the amount of content available increased. There's a lot more competition. People were less willing to pay for it because people lowered their prices. And so eventually to compensate, they had to introduce advertising. Prices kept getting lower and eventually people just stopped being used to paying for news. And then it was all advertising. That was kind of, I think, the genesis for all of this. We know that there's no really putting that back in the box. And so it's almost like we need a news service that is publicly funded, but then you start to run into the problems with like state owned media in general. Which I mean, NPR and PBS right. are, are that, uh, they're not state funded media. Their, their public funding is about 30% and the majority of their funding is from partner, uh, radio stations that cover them, you know, that, that, um, or that carry them, you know, that's the model that's fine and it'll work, mm-hmm. but at the same time. Is that going to work for every local broadcaster, every local journalist, every local paper? Probably not. The system that we are in, it needs to be competitive. Like every every element needs can't be can't go untouched by that. And yeah. it's also true that it's not just that these publishers needed money, so they went out and they found advertisers. People want to go where the eyeballs are. People like want access to those audiences. So there's also pressure from that direction. Even if you could have a media that was funded profitable just from subscriptions or from tax dollars or a combination of the two, you still would have that 
profit incentive on behalf of the people that work there and the people that work at the places that want to advertise on those platforms that you would always have to be fighting against. And so everything would always trend back to that baseline. Mm-hmm. It's it's just unfortunate. The the whole like I'm I'm just thinking through what you just said, Drew, is kind of inspiring me to think through like the history of of news and like what I know of it from, you know, like Washington and Adams and Jefferson and stuff like how that and I know that newspapers existed prior to the United States of America. No, democracy and uh, <laughs> prosperity were invented in 1776. From my uh, my knowledge of the history of newspapers, it kind of reflects back to that. That was the only conduit to information at that point in time. You had the printing press and you were printing out these papers. And that if you wanted to know about anything, whether it was the the union and how it was doing or your local you know, news, that, that was your only option. So now you have the internet that is where the eyeballs are is the internet they're no longer in you know certainly not in your print newspaper that every local paper that i get ends up right in the recycling bin <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying so they're certainly the eyeballs are certainly not there what was lost along the way is journalism like mm-hmm. the, the actual like actual like, like investigative like the reporting? actual not and not just invest i mean just the it's almost like the scientific method or something you know just an actual journalist that's going to write something from an unbiased point of view. And yes, I know there's always bias. Like everybody has bias. Don't get me wrong. But everything is tailored for sensationalism, for scandal. The National Enquirer, for instance, is kind of what's ruling the the way that mm-hmm. things are written. The actual news is more far-fetched than the National Enquirer these days. Well, and you're talking about, you know, news being the only way to get eyeballs. That makes me think about how that's not true anymore you can cut out the middleman to that information in a lot of cases. Think about how many articles you read that are just people skimming the bill that's available online and like putting the key points in the article. Think about, and so you still have on the ground reporting, you still have all that kind of stuff. But if something happens, there's a hundred people there that can go tweet about it. So many news articles are just consolidating those tweets. Yeah. But oftentimes you take the Uvalde shooting, for instance, Mm -hmm. where are you going to hear about that? the actual inside, it's going to be journalists. It's going to be... No, of course. Well, in, in those cases, but that that also gets more into investigative journalists too, though. Like New York Times had boots on the ground and every war, every skirmish, every, you know, bomb being dropped area that I'm we've not, ever I'm had, not saying that those know? still aren't useful things mm-hmm. to have. I'm just, I'm just more talking about the economics of it and how it's been devalued by the fact that you can technically think about all the military people and it's mostly propaganda. It's all propaganda. But think about how many people are like posting TikTok videos, like soldiers posting TikTok videos like mm-hmm. in those places, right? So it's like all of the people that would be interviewed usually are com- completely capable of just putting it out there, saying it on Twitter, posting a video on TikTok. And to your point, Drew, basically a lot of the stories these days, it's like if you if you read them, it's literally just so-and-so on, said this on TikTok, so-and-so posted an Instagram of this, or so-and-so posted a TikTok of it, you know? And it's not just the pop culture stuff, because you usually think about that in terms of, like, people starting beef, but it's, like, it's even pop There's politics, There's a place too. for that, but I certainly mm-hmm. don't want to just consume news from, you know, these, like, on-the-ground TikTok videos. I agree. No, I'm, I'm, like, saying, I'm not putting a value judgment like, on it. I think it's bad. That, yeah. I think it sucks, but I'm just saying that I think it's it's, necessary. And I think it it, it is actually a step in the right direction in some ways, especially when you when you're considering like protests like in in Twitter and like the Arab Spring and stuff and some of these things that were exploding all over the Internet. And then Twitter was a huge place for this prior to, you know, the Musk craziness. I think it's absolutely 
fascinating and important and what have you. But, you know, you, you see like in Ukraine, um, I saw these, uh, conservatives posting about, uh, human rights violations because they're taping this dude to a pole. Like, oh a, yeah. A sign. Yeah. So like, this is human rights abuse. Oh my God. Look, this is the, these yeah, people are they, Nazis and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, the guy was actually looting and it was a bunch of soldiers cause they're heavy handed assholes. Like soldiers are heavy handed assholes. And they're it's trying a public to like shaming. It was a public shaming, yeah. And yeah, it's like, and they release they released they them released in an hour. The, yeah, but but you know, it gets propagated into this like, and it's used for nefarious things in order yeah. to, to push a different narrative. And it's yeah, like, we're going to be seeing that in five years to justify some like. Uh, <clears throat> no, we shooting. are. But the thing was, is like we saw the we saw those about like in the early weeks of the war in mm-hmm. Ukraine. They're suddenly like, oh, this is a human rights issue and comes back up on Reddit every now and then. And they're just like, well, what would you rather them do? Shoot them? Like, is that more humane to you? Like, I mean, it's like, it's a public shaming. All they do is just, it, they shrink wrap them and then they let them go after an hour. I don't think, you know? yeah, we don't need, I don't think we need to like litigate the, this particular incident. Yeah, but I, do no, think it, right. I think it, I think it illustrates that what we're talking about where the yeah. model used to be you know, you would essentially have people whose entire job it was to get all the facts straight and then disseminate that information. And it's become decentralized. Like most of the, the innovations in these spaces, there are some good things to to be had there, but I think it's mostly bad. And mm-hmm. I, but at the same time, my point is more about the fact that we're going to keep moving that direction, not because it's better, but because it's cheaper, because yeah. you don't have to pay mm-hmm. to copy and paste the, the big shame of it all is not even the uh, the fact that that might be going away on a larger scale. Because frankly, I think New York Times, Washington Post, you know, all, all these larger institutions are going to CNN even they're going to do they're going to continue doing it and they're going to continue monetizing and, and they're going to be all right. But back to the spirit of this bill, no one gives two shits about what happened in Livonia or Farmington Hills or Gross Point. There's no investigative journalists. No one is going to investigate, you know, your school board in, uh, you know, Niles, Michigan, or your, to the extent. It, but there could have been a time when local media was, had more powerful and had more money and people were more interested in that stuff that you would have. Cause I remember when I was voting in this most recent election, one of the things that came up was the school board stuff. And there were people that were running for that school board that were talking about litter boxes and bathrooms and uh, like their whole focus was basically on like getting critical race theory out of schools. And I mean, I don't have any kids in the school, but I might eventually. And so mm-hmm. and, and I also just, you know, the community in general, I think, would suffer from having those people in charge of teaching their kids that are and like, we have the same thing going on here. And so it's like I wouldn't have known that. But I like because of all the stuff that's going on, like I, I had to personally look these people up and like mm-hmm. look at their Facebooks do my own little mini, you know, 20 minutes of investigative journalism. We, where do, we don't even have to do that because there, I guess there are investigative journalists in our community that just expose that go, everyone. That's good. Yeah. We have Facebook groups that are just so active and so pushing. So, you know, maybe I'm talking out of my ass as far as maybe, maybe we do have that. Maybe it's fine, but I still think there's probably things that are falling through the cracks. Oh, no, 100%, 100%. And I, I think the the insidious thing about it though, is that all of the undergirding problem with all of this is that all of the things that are changing and moving around us, it's not that, you know, technology is making everything better. Anything that's better than it used to be is a coincidence. Mm-hmm. 
it's all just based not on getting to better results based on certain things, you know, having better systems that we as communities can participate in and receive value from. It is just whoever is in charge now, what's currently cheapest for them. And sometimes that lines up with what's better for the the community, but usually not. And I think Mm. it would be a lot better if we had a system where that was not the driving force for every decision that was made. Yeah. And ultimately, I think like a bill like this, not this specific bill, because I think it's written very poorly, but some sort of profit sharing where it was akin to content creators like on Instagram or on YouTube that are getting paid for their work. If journalists in these types of environments, be it Twitter or Facebook, were getting, and I'm journalists, not institutions, but journalists themselves were getting paid for their work or some sort of ad revenue, some sort of sharing, I think that would be a step. I, in the I right think a, a, a model that might be more equitable for everyone, you know, other than the fact, like, obviously the ideal situation is that these things should be ran like public utilities and that the media companies should be ran like NPR. Like, mm-hmm. I think that those two things, like, would be great, but there's way too much money that's going to block that. But I do think that that would produce probably the best results that at least I, the best solution that I'm aware of. But barring that. So you want basically capitalism for the news agencies? What? No. It's it's basically, yeah. I mean, in a way, right? Like, or like the market, right? The market, people, people, people will either uh, donate to those news agencies or not. No, I'm saying like, there should be like one news company. (laughs) And like take it or leave it <laughs> but like it should be mostly publicly funded and like you but maybe there's like different affiliates and then like those are ran democratically by the communities that they serve so basically like taking the ap and npr mixing them together i think i mean i, I don't know about one news service necessarily but some sort of like unification with journalists where they're like it's a little worker owned pockets yeah they should all all of the like it should all be ran by like individual journalists like there's five journalists over here 20 journalists over here you know depending on the size of the community or what have you and then they can collectively bargain to to um get money from facebook or control their content a little bit more but maybe. facebook but in my in my ideal situation my ideal solution yeah, my yeah utopian you're, you're, you're taking facebook at facebook the, doesn't yeah. exist Facebook. well facebook does exist but it's communist yeah but say say if facebook in in my purview of of, of communist say if facebook was worker owned you yeah. Know, so it's a worker worker owned institution that, you know, profit sharing and it's making decisions democratically or what have you within that consortium. And then you had 20 journalists over here in like Salt Lake City or what have you. Yeah. They could pool up with another 15 journalists in Detroit or whatever and then talk to Facebook and say, "Hey, w- you guys are you know, you're sharing our content. You're making money on our content." Yeah. And then there no, would be if some you, sort of if like you actually if everything was a worker like if, if, if people actually if we actually own if like you know bar communism it's a socialist society you know everybody owns the means of the production and so in Facebook's case it's all worker owned and the the journalists case they they own their their outlets then yeah I think everybody like that stuff would just happen naturally you know like Yeah that's the, what I'm saying yeah because you yeah. wouldn't have Not- like people at the top that are interested in just cashing out and buying a new yacht and shit yeah. yeah, I know this is a utopian thing, but I think that would prevent a lot of this, like the worries for the JCPA thing. Yeah, I mean, that's that's my utopian yeah. version of society is that everything, it, we still have separate entities and we still have competition amongst those entities, but those entities are fully worker-owned. Yeah, and then they're, you're actually able to like be going after the actual thing that you're trying to do and then you are able to create value and then that's what gives you 
a better standard of living as opposed to working backwards from how do we get the most fucking money out of this thing. Yeah, and there's and there's more incentive to to partner with things that could the concept of trade or what have you. You are a worker owned printing press and it, but you need presses, you know you, you know you're not building, you're not manufacturing the equipment that you need. Right. But you know there's a there's a symbiotic relationship there so there's prices go down more meaningful costs you know you're still trading things based yeah. on monetary you know based on dollars or what have you but there's yeah. there's more of incentive to help each other out and the, the because thing you're both on the level playing field it's like you're not in the same union but you're you're still workers and you meet yourself meet each other on the same playing field and the only thing that prevents that idea because i think that something that looks closer to that is inherently better for everybody involved, would yield better results, would be better for everybody working there, would be better for the communities and the people that they call their consumers, their, their the places they serve. The only thing pushing against that scaling is that if you are willing to be a piece of shit and you're willing to accumulate as much as possible and you've already got access to all this extra money, you can annihilate small pockets of these things. So people, like one of the phrases I'm paraphrasing is basically like, if you wanted to implement communism, it would have to be global because any more egalitarian society is vulnerable to being bribed, corrupted, or just like bulldozed by force, essentially, by the other party's ability to accumulate at the expense of people in their own societies to, to concentrate power and wealth towards a very specific, singular, non-altruistic goal. I think if you had full democracy and worker control, though, that would be a very difficult thing to... It would. I'm saying, I'm saying that you, we can't... Getting there is the problem. Oh, God. Like getting yeah. oh, getting yeah. to that yeah. is the problem. That's like, oh, this is I, a pipe dream, man. I'm, no, 100%. But, I'm, but I'm, <laughs> I'm saying like, I'm not saying that um, if you got to that point that that would be blocked by these things. I'm saying these forces are what's blocking that. Yes, yes. Uh, because, and, but so you can have the little like with us what we're doing like you can have these like little pockets of things spring up and and you know if it's kept small or whatever you can cut you're able to like keep shit coordinated and like mm. you know hold your ground and and stay true to the cause or whatever but it's like you know you add 200 people to this and then it's like oh i don't think the incentive would be to grow and scale if you actually had you know what i envision as this utopian society well no i'm thinking but if there was 200 of, if there's 200 of us but maybe we were you know, divided into, into 20 organizations still mm -hmm. like yeah. that collective unit is then much more vulnerable. Like there's more, there's more points of failure. Yeah. Yeah. For people that are able to be like bad actors or susceptible, you're more susceptible to outside influence, which is like, I'm getting cult. That's like, that sounds very cultish, but I yeah. just mean in terms of like, you're, it's harder to keep in mind the, the, because you're kind of, you're going against the principles of the thing that you're existing in the system that you are a subset of by not prioritizing profit at every turn. And so like any deviation, you start to deviate from that and you start to compromise those principles. And then eventually you just end up, you know, in the same position. Yeah. It, it would have to be all in. Yeah. So that, you know, everybody would have to adopt it for sure. Right. Right. Well, because that's, and then like, because in general, like that is the corrosive, corruptive nature of capital itself, which mm -hmm. is that it, it tends, it, it always is going to consolidate. It's always going to prioritize profit at any mm -hmm. other expense. And so as much as you try to push back against that, it's always going to trend in that same direction. And so if you are if you are not actively pushing against it, then it will win. Yep. Just through attrition. So we've lost Carl again. Oh yeah. It's a trend. Yeah. So we could probably wrap it up. It's hard to get in get in with you guys. Well I apologize. Hopefully we'll 
Get better at that. I'm excited next week to, to make fun of HoloLens again. I don't have a lot to say. I mean, it just looks silly, the thing. But, Which is uh, why they don't ever I, show anybody wearing it. And they're, yeah, is it like, a, well, they, they do have some shots of uh, uh, troops wearing it. But the whole idea of like an augmented reality where, where you can actually see your screens is kind of cool. It's a, like a fun idea. Yeah. But at the same time, it's super depressing to me that it's like, that. this is what we have. This is, We're just going to be staring at screens virtually what, now. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, exactly. Where it's like, there's a, we put a screen, hey dog, we heard you like screens. Yeah, it's like, couldn't we just do, couldn't we just, I mean, the whole, to me, I was always excited when it came to augmented reality. It was, I don't know, like there's a character dancing on my desk or something. It's kind of fun, like a 3D you know, character. It's like, oh, great. Now I just get to, I have a huge, beautifully, you know, a curved monitor that's like super high DPI. Mm-hmm. But it's still a fucking monitor. I'm still right. like yeah, we just, goddamn we thing. Just it's put, just we just now. put your monitor in the screen. And it's actually probably going to be worse for eye strain. But no, like yeah. with, with any, like uh, the, the most exciting applications to me are so specific. 3D modeling, that's cool. Being able mm-hmm. to do that. Some games are fun in virtual reality. Some, it sucks in virtual reality. But there are some. I always had this dream of like watching, you know, like the World Cup on my table, you yeah. know. Like, like a, seeing like the whole field, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. and you could like maybe zoom in or something. It's like super high fidelity. You could see like Ronaldo or whatever. You could see everything like right there but, on my but table. With like Meta, that would be cool. And Microsoft, and they're. Trying I don't want. To sell- I don't want my 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 fifty five inch television to be an eighty five inch television. It's just. It's like. It no, yeah, like, oh yeah. Let's all get. Let's all get together. <laughs> let's all get together to watch the game and put on our individual headsets. Yeah, it just seems so silly. Like why? And then and I can. I guess I can carry the glasses, or I can wear the glasses all the way into the bathroom. <laughs> Like, so I can see, you know, well, like yeah, behind and, the urinal, giant television. Like, you can, it makes your dick look bigger, too, so that, you know, <laughs> you don't have to, like, feel bad about it. Uh, a while ago, a few episodes back, we were talking about designers not thinking through all the potential of web design and, you know, like, the power that we have. And they were just thinking it as, as like, print, like, the skeuomorphism or whatever yeah. aspects of it. And it's like, this is just... But this is me, the this perfect example of starting with the tech and working backwards to figure out how you're going to use it as opposed mm-hmm. to trying to solve a problem and then building something around that. Yeah. That's so transparently what they put so much money into. It, they don't know what to fucking do with it. Nope. Have you guys seen how expensive these headsets are? Yeah. That's the other thing. You can have these massive monitors, but it's more expensive than it would be to just have the monitors. The base edition is $3,500. <laughs> then there's, then there's the, it does will come down, but it, that's still just fucking. How hilarious. is that? that mu- how much no, wait, was the, that, uh, the, hold the, on. the, the Okay, sorry. The Quest Pro is like then, 1200 then, then there's the yeah. industrial edition, which is uh, ISO 14644-14 cla- and ISO class 5.0. That one is 4950. Rolls right off the and 10, then, doesn't and it? And then there's the Trimble XR10 with HoloLens 2, which is a hard hat integrated HoloLens 2. The Trimble 2. XR10, you could, you could not is if it wasn't... $5,200. $5,200 for... That's for, that's for construction. That's a sex toy. The Trimble XR10, are you kidding me? Uh, a hard hat integrated HoloLens 2 that is purpose built for personnel in dirty, loud, and safety controlled works. Okay, look, I'm not okay. Two hundred dollars. I'm, I'm as white collar as it gets, so I'm not saying that I know what construction workers need. But what the fuck are you using that for? I mean, I've seen some of the usage of of there these. There could be some of, very useful stuff. I think like, I've okay. seen it in in, in uh, auto techs where it, it, this is. Uh, BMW AutoTech they had you pop open the hood and it literally walked you through the entire repair that's cool um 
augmented re- you know it would show okay disconnect the battery cables and then do this and do this and it highlighted everything because it could you know placement and the sensors and everything it's cool yeah, i don't but that's think what I'm saying. like those are domain my, specific like my brother's attack and i do not think he will be into it but you know whatever i mean that's you know, something 20 years from now sure it, i think for construction it could be very useful to like walk through a site and be able to like kind of get measurements of areas and stuff like that it might be a lot easier to to do yeah, that with but you that sort do that of augmented reality phone? like why what's the why would you want to strap a headset on? why not just do that with your phone i mean i don't know it's just I just it's just another thing that you could do i mean i don't know but that's kind of what i'm I saying could, like, i could see it being useful is all i'm saying yeah but i'm saying like all of those use cases like i don't think it's all... worth fifty two hundred dollars yeah, right no and, and like that's those are all covered with like with the like there's lidar sensors in a lot of phones now you know like th- that yeah, you can achieve yeah. and so it's like th- just the idea that you want it on your face like I don't, I mean I guess your hands free so and if you're using it for a long time you know maybe but I if it was a size and scale that wasn't interrupted like okay if you're on a if construction it was a pair site of glasses gonna, yeah if you're if you're wearing a hard hat and safety glasses anyways and this thing is basically the same you know, as far as size and, and weight. But it doesn't obstruct your like other vision. Yeah. Why not? Have you guys it seen them? Great. Sure. Yeah. Have you seen what they yeah, look like? We've seen them. Yeah. And it, like, again, like I know that you have to start with like the clunky expensive shit to eventually like mm-hmm. get down to the, but it's just like the way they're promoting the metaverse shit and everything. And it's like, oh, you're going to like take your video calls in it and you're going to do all this shit that like, it seems like half the use cases are like, no, this is worse. This makes it worse. Listeners. Randy's shaking his head right now. Randy's shaking He's, his head violently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, you're not going to have a Teams call on this. This is stupid. And uh, it's the article too expensive does, to have a Teams call on it. Yeah, and the article does point out that uh, it, it, this is being used mainly for IT for like remote desktop support, so they can look through your eyes and like, oh yeah, let me go over here and blah blah blah. That's what but that's the article so funny says. because we, you can just share your screen. Yeah, there's you no price do, for the uh, remote assist. Again, version. that's worse because yeah. because then you're not looking at a screen; you're looking at a screen through a camera, which yeah. sucks. No. I know it's, it's not there and it just seems clunky at best. But it, so far, and again, yeah. it's like the tech, the tech for tech's sake, fine. I'm all about it. It's becoming clear that it's like, oh shit, we've put $50 billion into this thing. We have nothing to show for yep. it. We have to start yeah. making up shit that we can do with it. Do you remember the Microsoft surface, that giant like tabletop mm-hmm. thing? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like where, what happened to that? that you know, I mean, it obviously it just became a touchscreen, but. It I mean, it's just, like concept cars, I guess, but that the was, way that they're I th- pitching I believe this, that was, this shit. That was five thousand dollars to get that to get yeah, the actual. It was, it was really expensive. I yeah. thought it was more than five grand. It might have been more than five. We got one. I remember where me and Carl used to work. We got one, and you know, to test on it, to test like training on it, and what have you. And it's like this is. It's just so great. I don't know. Something about the VR push is so grim to me. Mm-hmm. Like this, especially like using it in contexts that aren't super specific. Which again, like that's where it could be cool. Where there aren't things that currently already do that you know where they're basically trying to graft it onto existing stuff to make it worse because it's why are you not trying to find ways for people to work less why you're trying to get people even more and more into no 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 that's the whole like that's and that's why it's the that's the like the ambient darkness about the whole thing vr really needs it it was 10 grand randy oh my god really vr really needs a, a chat gpt it needs it needs something that's because chat GPT, like everybody's AI, 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 AI. And then all of a sudden that came out and you're like, oh, well, Microsoft does kind of had chat. I understand G- G- that because they're like one of the biggest backers of OpenAI. But. but but AR augmented reality, both of those need something that's a little bit more accessible to 
people to play with. These yeah. things are not accessible to, for people. To I play think with. I honestly, I honestly think we're we're probably about to see that from Apple. The Oculus is the probably the most accessible. Snap one is working moment. on one as well. Apple's Apple's been cooking, and t- so we'll see what t- we'll see what Tim brings to the table. Yeah, we'll we see will. what Tim's got. Yeah, I mean it's going to be expensive. I, I know. Yeah, it's my favorite just part because it's Apple. That's you know, have to make it cheap. <laughs> I bet. Here's here's my bet. Here's my bet. My bet is first thing they're going to do is a like VR specific headset. Maybe it's got a camera in the front for AR. And I'm I'm I bet they sell for eight hundred bucks. That's my prediction. I think you need something like like the Google Glass idea. I think might be in the step in the right direction. That freaks like people out. Really though. light. I know that you, did, but you need something out. really light and simple and cheap. And then anytime you put a camera it. on a th- like that's the thing where if it's if it looks this is the like tension here I think where if oh, you I know. if you put if you make something really really cool and sleek that you can't tell is techie you can't put a camera in it <laughs> you can't, you think that's I think that's you have to though you have to I, well I know but I, I'm saying that, that is the <laughs> like that's the problem like you you want to make this really cool thing that does this really cool stuff you need a camera you don't want to make it look like tech but you can't. You can't sneak a camera into into places that people don't want there to be cameras. Uh, it's so great though. I just want because you know, you're like a, cop, a little camera, yeah. and then it looks it looks at you know it looks at Drew, and it's like Drew age. <laughs> so wait, yeah, <laughs> like, intent hostile, you- <laughs> hostile, 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 lethal, <laughs> lethal force authorized. <laughs> All right, episode fourteen. <laughs> let's wrap it up. <laughs> I'll see you guys before we wrap it up. Oh, okay. My uh, my kid has been huge into vr lately and it's like so of course you know trying to find some stuff if there's like any cool gadgets to to give it for uh for christmas and stuff like that and it's like dude it's 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 nuts all of the accessories for it and then you learn i've learned like there's actually been a lot of uh head injuries from vr neck injuries like some people have broken their necks jesus because because they're, you know, they're in the, the VR and they're turning really quick. And then like that weight of the headsets is so much that it puts so much strain event- over time on your neck that <laughs> eventually good. they just break. Oh, like, you, you get whiplash, you get like Holy whiplash shit. or something. I think it's just like, it's just a huge strain, like, you know, so, because yeah. you've that's- got this like... You- you got this massive goggle on the front and then, you know, that's, that's not where, like, that's not where most people s- stop with it, mm. right? They, they, they start adding shit like giant pro headphones and then giant other things or but there's not a lot of support in the actual head you know head straps or anything like that there's some newer other ones that like allow it to you know kind of like these headphones right here where it puts the weight here and not on your face as much mm-hmm. but when these people are like jumping around and whipping back and forth and you know they're they're not playing like the the vr games where they're really straight on you know they're i mean they, they've got like carbon fiber things to put your handles in so that it looks like a, an assault rifle <laughs> you know they're just whipping around like that and then injure themselves it's it's kind of crazy like i I, well, the, I had no idea the article like, was pointing out like a lot of these troops that were wearing it were vomiting and getting dizzy and uh actually this yeah. just this past weekend i was playing this game uh that that he had and um it, it reminded me a lot of minecraft because like it's all blocky like that mm-hmm. you know low low res and you're basically like in a cave and you're walking around and you know you're chopping at stuff and beating enemies but i actually all of a sudden started getting nauseous and sick to my stomach and i had to take it off and like that stuck with me for at least a half an hour i had a friend like that that couldn't play first person shooters because of that it would always get sick yeah i mean i hear like after a while like you'll get used to it 
Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's some of the first things. <laughs> it's like one of those things like, should I be getting used to this? I don't want, I don't think <laughs> I want my to. body telling me something. <laughs> no, just power, just power through. Just, yeah. Just, just do it. That That's kind of been, always been my argument well, with alcohol. You. <laughs> right. You know, it's just like, it's an yeah, acquired it's taste. Stockholm syndrome of a, yeah, you of have VR. to, you have yeah. to develop a, a tolerance for brain damage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Like, uh, the first thing I ever played on VR that he had was, <laughs> was this uh roller coaster game which was really interesting i actually still love it it's like you're on like a roller coaster and you're shooting targets as you're going and i'm standing or maybe i sat in the chair but either way holy shit does it mess with i can like, see that being pretty cool it is it's super cool because it's like it goes upside down you start and all getting like that 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 feeling in your chest yeah. like the heights no and you everything. totally do yeah. i get you that totally just do. playing minecraft sometimes like you're way up yeah. there like oh man you jump. it's like this is a video game what's the matter yeah no it's crazy <laughs> it's it's really weird but like then this one i there's something about it like because you know you're not i'm not walking i'm pushing a joystick to walk right but mm-hmm. if i turn my body is when it'll actually turn and something about that like really fucked with my balance mm-hmm. like i'm just sitting here like like i don't like I don't know. It was it was really strange. This is a but. you mentioned that you know you could see how that would be cool. You can tell this is a principle that's true for all tech. You can tell the difference between something that was an idea first and then people invented a way to get there versus something where people were like, we have to make up some bullshit and here's what we came up with. <laughs> <laughs> you can always yeah. tell. That's a perfect ending. <laughs> all right, guys. Guess which one this show was? Episode 14? No, I was I was making a joke. <laughs> okay. Alright, have a good night, guys. Night. Later. Now watch, now watch, now watch this drive. So we have to protect our Jews. We're not selling anybody's data. Now watch this drive. <laughs> I have a son. He's 10 years old. He has computers. He is so good with these computers. We're not selling anybody's data. Now watch, now watch this drive.